Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Hello to everybody who took a chance and had it work out. It's Beautiful Anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi everybody, it's Chris Gethard. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous, a show where one phone call at a time, we sort out things about the world. We hear people's stories, opinions, deepest thoughts, who they are, and what we've done over seven years. Thank you for being here. Thank you for supporting me along the way. A lot of times people want to know when they can support me out there on the streets when I'm traveling. Well, guess what? We've got all sorts of stuff happening, right? July 27th, my Jersey people, I'll be in Morris Plains at the dojo. We just added a show uh, August 14th, Brooklyn. I'll be at Littlefield headlining over there with Claire O'Kane, Monroe Martin, Dave Ross, great comics. It's going to be a fun night, so Brooklyn, come on out. And then if you're in Oklahoma, I'll be there August 17th, Dallas, August 18th, San Antonio, August 19th. ChrisGeth.com for all those tickets. Come on out. Okay, this week's episode it's a gripping one. Our caller talks about reconnecting with family. It talks about how and why reconnection was needed. One of these modern stories where modern technology comes into play and allows this all to happen. I will say um, there is mention of suicide in the course of this call. It's not something that's dwelled upon in a huge way, but I do just want to say if you're someone out there who's struggling there are hotlines, there are resources, there are people ready to help. For a lot of people out there who maybe had a family come apart, I'm trying to be vague so as not to spoil it, I think that you will hear about that. You will feel less alone. You'll also hear about how things can sometimes come back together. Maybe not in the way you always expect, but it's cool. I loved this call. You're going to love it too. Thanks for listening. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host, Hello. Hi. Chris. Yeah, it's me. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm doing the thing everybody does. <laughs> How's um, it going? How are you? I'm good. good. I literally just got out of the bathroom because I'm like, please don't answer while I'm in the bathroom. Please don't answer while I'm in the bathroom. Oh, my bad. And you didn't. Thank God. So, oh, good. Okay. No, no, no. That would have been my bad. <laughs> hey, these things happen. I just uh, didn't want that awkward moment. How are you? I'm pretty good, I would say. I would say in general, I'm pretty good, yeah. Okay. That sounded tentative. No, I would say it's actually better. The people who have been listening for recent times would probably say I sound a little better than usual, and I would say that's true. Okay. Yeah. Okay, okay. Ooh, I need a moment. Okay. (laughs) I'm very hyper and happy to talk to you. It's a joy. It's a joy to talk to you. I was literally recently telling somebody to check you out and that career suicide is one of the most amazing things in the universe and so beautiful and thank you and it was exciting to see you on lucky hank that was exciting too. oh thanks yeah i was uh i was psyched on that spoiler for anybody who hasn't watched it yet the joke is that my character also happens to be named Jeffrey Epstein, and that is the big joke. Mm-hmm. And my mom watched it, and I did not tell her that first, and it was the first time she ever was like, I'm a little disappointed in this, Christopher. As far as any act, I go, man, I've done a lot of crazy stuff that you weren't upset about, and that one got you. But I guess naming yourself after the world's most uh, awful child predator, sex predator, maybe of all time. Yeah, I guess I, guess I can see why old Sally had an issue with yes. that. Anyway, what would you like to talk about today? So I left a message. This is the long and short of it is I left a message, I think a couple of years ago, because I was trying to find my biological brother. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, 
And I was real scared to do it for lots of reasons. And I wanted to call you because in my mind, I had this whole idea that I would talk to you and then I would get on the Facebook group and people would be encouraging and it would give me the courage I needed to do it. Oh, I, I bet that will happen. It, well, it didn't need to. Okay. <laughs> because my therapist was like, you got to, because I it was, it was in my mind for so long and, and I was finally at a place in my life. Well, maybe I was late, but I ended up doing it and I found my brother. Let's pause right there. So that's a cliffhanger in the business. Those things are very good. So we built to this point where we know a brother's been found and now many, many questions about how did it go? Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Thanks to all the advertisers who support our show. Now let's get back to the phone call. And I was finally at a place in my life, well, maybe I was late, but I ended up doing it and I found my brother. You did? And so, okay, the story is, I grew up, had a pretty normal nuclear family, but my brother, my well, my dad passed away when I was little, and then the brother I had, who was a couple years older than me, died um, when I was in high school. When he was in high school, so for mo- and I'm in my fifties now. So for most of my life, I've been an only child, and both of my parents were only children. So I have this, like I don't have any aunts or uncles or first cousins. Um, so I just have this like tiny family, right? For most of my life, it's just been me and my mom. And (laughs) to say we've become codependent over the years would be an understatement. Um, But I think that's probably fairly normal in that situation, maybe. I I would think that that's justifiable, yeah. Yeah. So, um, okay. So the reason I was scared to look was um, my mom told me about it when I was 19 and I was away at college and she came to visit me for Mother's Day and she told me, and it was a few months after her, her mother had died. Um, and she was my last grandparent to go. So that was like, oh my gosh, over 30 years ago. And she told me over brunch and she said the only reason she didn't tell me before was because my grandma, her mom, wait, did I say the part where it was both my parents? My parents had a baby before they were ready. Did I say that part? No. So he's, a, he's okay. That's a big part of the story. My parents, so he is my full brother, who I now know. So my parents had a child before they were ready to make that commitment and put him up for adoption. Um, and apparently the only people who know was, I don't think anyone, I, I don't know. It, it sort of turned out maybe more people knew, but at the time, my mom thought just her parents and one of her cousins knew. So, you know, these days, I think things are a lot different, but back in the 60s, that was, there was a lot of shame attached to that and a lot of negativity that wasn't valid ever, but certainly now, I think a lot of that has changed and people don't feel yeah. that way, I hope. I'm with you. So they had a baby. So you, so you had an older sibling, full, full same parentage, correct? Given up for adoption, and then you lost your dad and your other sibling, correct? So I can see why this takes on an outsized level of importance. Yeah, I was just filled with dread. I think, you know, um, well, back, you know, back then, like, what do you do? Like, my only option would have been to hire a PI. You know, like yeah, there was yeah. no twenty three and me. Or what? What era was this? I, it was in, it was like ninety ninety one. Okay. So that's when your mom tells you. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, so it was always there, but I'm a starving college student. I'm trying to figure my life out. Of course it was always on my mind, but it was sort of like, okay, well, it just didn't seem like a thing that was going to happen. At least 
at that point in my life. And it was always on my mind, always, always. And then it just started getting unavoidable in my brain. Like I was fixated and it was very scary for me because my mom lives with so much guilt and it was a thing we never talked about again. Like we never talked about it again. And can I ask how much information your mom knew? Did you may have, I may have missed something, but um, like, did your mom know if, if you had a brother or sister or did you know the location of where the child was born? Like how, how much info were you, were you left with? Um, I, she knew his birthday, which she told me and she knew it was a boy. And I think she saw him maybe briefly and she held him. My dad didn't want to hold him. Um, but she held him and, and that's all, that's really all I knew. And my, yeah, I think I re- misremembered some stuff. Like I feel like I remember her telling me he had some red hair and that he went to farmers, which none of that ended up being true. So I think I made it up. Over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did know his birthday. So I figured someday that might help me figure it out. Like, again, this was before 23 me, So I didn't know someday it would be possible to spin to a tube and possibly. Sure. And is that ultimately how you found out? (laughs) It is. It is. You see, this technology eventually caught up to your curiosity. Uh, Yep. And I, uh, I chose the one that was more about relationships than, than medical stuff. So I'm like, well, let's just try this one, see what happens. And I kept having this, you know, it was sort of like calling you and hoping that you in this community might help me find the courage. And then it was, I, I said, well, I'm going to have my husband buy the kit for me. And that way it's not my choice because this was all coming back to my mom's going to be mad at me. You know, even though we haven't talked about it, like part of me was like, she's going to be mad that I did this, or this is going to just throw her for such a loop that she can't handle. And, um, and actually my therapist just said, you know, this is your story too. And you can't know, you have to get it. Not your husband. I mean, when, when you want to do it, if, and if that's now, it's it's your decision to make. Like, own it and do it. And whatever happens, your mom's going to be fine. She's already lived through a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you, do, you, do you tell your mom you're doing it first or do you just go, screw it, I'm going to go do it? Screw it. I'm just going to do it. I mean, because what if it didn't work? Or what if it did work and I met him and he was a complete jerk or unsafe in some way or just wanted to know some medical information because you really never know what people are looking for. Um, I have some friends who are adopted who, you know, they if they found their birth family, they love relationships. And I also know people who are like, I want to know my birth parents so that I can, so I know what to look for medical wise for me and my children, but I don't really care to know them. Like, you never really know. So I wanted to protect her from all of that. Sure. So you, you get the kit, your husband gets the kit, you force him to do it. So no, that I got it. I did oh, it you for did myself. Do it. Okay. I did it for myself. My therapist was like, you do it. And I did, I did it myself. I owned it, Chris. You spit in the thing. And how long is it before they, get, I imagine, what, do you get an email that your, your results are ready? Yeah. It took about three months. Three months. It took about three months. I, I did it just before the holidays a couple years ago. And I think I got the results back February, I want to say February 11th, I want to say. Okay. And it was, it was really funny because I don't know how this works. I've not done this before, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I got a text, hey, you're stuffed in. And I remember looking at my husband and saying like, oh, hey, we're going to find out who my brother is. <laughs> and I click on the link and Chris, it just came up. This, this page came up. Blah, blah. Like, it was the very first thing I saw. I clicked on it and it said, your results. And there was a picture of a man and a name that said, brother, 48 to 55% DNA match. And he lives like an hour away from me. Whoa. So that means he he has previously submitted to 23andMe. Correct. So you have this instinct, oh, he might be out here looking for info. Yes. And that's where my guilt came in because I saw that he had joined it five years ago. And I'm like, oh, no, he's been looking. <laughs> and yeah, it was, it was just this funny sort of moment because I really just didn't, even though I know part of me must have known it was possible, 
it just, it just happened so fast. And I had this moment where I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I was sitting on the couch and I'm like, are you hot? I'm hot. It's hot in here. And I like took off my sweater and <laughs> my underwear on the couch. Like, I'm really hot. It's hot in here. Sure <laughs> wow. Wow. That's my brother. Well, that's the part they leave out of the movie was when you just freak out and strip oh, down to your underwear. Yeah, we're like fluffy middle-aged ladies stripped down to their underwear on the couch. <laughs> yeah, where you have a mini panic attack and inexplicably get down to your underwear to deal with everything. That's the part. That, exactly. That just requires exactly. a little too much maybe explanation. Maybe should include it. And yeah, maybe, maybe. Now, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't, I've never submitted to 23andMe. What, uh, do, they, do they say, here's who this person is? And does he have to click something that says he's willing to be contacted? Or how do you, how do you make I that leap? I believe when you join, you can allow certain things and make certain things public, but I believe, or maybe, and maybe there was a way to not make it public. I just don't remember, but I could see, you know, he was just at the top of the list because he was the biggest DNA match. And then there were a bunch of other DNA matches and I could tell some of the names or emails looked familiar. Like, oh, I know who that is. That's my mom's cousin or, you know, whatever. So there's the, 12 to 20% DNA match or whatever, but he was just at the top because this is my biological brother. So he had chosen to be public. So you have a name right out of the gate. I got a name. Yeah. So I'm, Oh, so there's no going back. I think I called some friends. No, 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 there's no going back. Even if you like looking on Facebook. (laughs) Wow. Immediately. Cause I would imagine that there's a version of it where it's like, Hey, so you have a biological brother, click this link to find out more, but no. You have a name in your head. Now. No. If you chicken out, yeah. that name still yeah. rattles around in your head forever. So this is yeah, cooked. That's forever. This, this bridge is crossed. The bridge has been crossed. Wow. Um, at least I have. Yeah. So um, your husband pops on Facebook. Yeah. I, yeah. He's just trying to find, like, look him up and see if he can get any information. He's like, I think, I think he's got a bunch of kids and, and uh, he's not very active on Facebook. But he's got a bunch of kids. It was, you know, an hour away. Um, they look nice, you know. <laughs> and I'm trying to cool down and calm down and, you know, not die from a panic attack. And and then it's like, what do you do? Like, what do you do then? Because, see, I sort of, if we went into this situation, I came in, it wasn't even, right? I don't know if that makes sense. Like, I knew he existed. And I was the one who had that biological family. So he, I'm sure, was thinking, maybe I'll find my parents. Maybe I'll find half-siblings. Like, mm-hmm. That was also part of the, of the, so the whole, why another reason I was so scared to look. I'm like, well, what does this person end up thinking about this? Right? Like, oh, they ended up getting married and having two kids. Like, ultimately, I, I, and I've told him this now, because, spoiler alert, we're, totally friends and in love with each other. And I love everything about him and his family and it's wonderful. But, um, but before I knew that, I'm like, is he going to be angry? But now I've said, you know, like, Oh, you were, you know, because it turns out he had wonderful parents and a great life. And I'm like, Oh, you're probably better off. We had a lot of shit going on. <laughs> you know? Um, but, but going into it, how do you know? Like, I didn't know he had a great life. Like, how do you know? And even if, he could still be angry. Like, why did you, I don't know what people on the other side are thinking and feeling, you know, why I feel like that must be a natural thing. Like, why, yeah. why did you give me up? Yeah, um, I bet. I bet he's got a lot of questions. To find out they got married and had two kids. So that was also like, oh, that's going to be, that's going to be a thing. And, um, and am I equipped to handle that? And, is he equipped to handle that and so on and so forth. So there was, yeah, there was sort of just a lot of baggage going into it. But then once it happened, like, okay, we'll figure it out. Now I, I have to imagine there has to be some reverse engineer pro- version of the process too, where when, when you submit your results, he previously didn't get this match. I'm sure he gets an email or he gets a text five years later like, so, hey, someone just joined. You're going to want to know about them. Yes. And apparently he had been getting all of those emails to an account that he never checked. 
Oh, wow. So, and I would imagine that because that's what, you know, so this happened, it was mid-February of, let's say, 2022. And I thought, well, if this were me and I joined this five years ago, I wouldn't want this, like, I wouldn't want this taking up my bandwidth all the time, being like, do I have family today? Do I have family today? I'm like, if it were me, I would maybe check it once a month. So when I didn't hear back right away, because I didn't, it took two or three weeks to hear from him. I didn't freak out. And was that you know? through the 23andMe portal or you reached out through an email that was public? There was nothing public, but there's a messaging within 23andMe. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I like slept on it and we put a photo because I didn't have a photograph on 23andMe. And I'm like, okay, we need to put a photograph on because what if he does check it or whatever? Like I want him to see my face, you know, um, that's fair. And then I wanted to sleep on it and I, and I wrote a lengthy email and put it on the 23andMe site with my personal contact information or my email and I didn't hear anything. And yeah, it was on my mind, but I think I was sort of like, well, I wouldn't check every day, you know? And then on March 1st, that morning I woke up and I was going to work and I'm like, it's March 1st. I wonder if this is the day my brother checks his emails. (laughs) It was. Um, So I got an email from him and it was lovely, and he signed it, your brother, his name. Whoa. And I was like, oh, he might be all in, you know? <laughs> and he sounded really lovely, and he put his phone number in there and said, like, whenever you want to talk, I'm free tonight. <laughs> so we ended up talking that night for, like, two hours. And Chris, he's wonderful. That's so cool. He's wonderful. And now you had feared all the questions that he might ask. So I want to know which ones he did ask. Um, I guess all of them. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, of course he did. And he, he told me almost right away. He's like, I want you to know before we talk, because I don't want you to even, we were just so open with each other. And he's like, I, you know, I don't want you to feel like you can't be open with me. I want you to know as far as parents go, I hit the lottery. They're the most wonderful people I'd ever met. And I had the best childhood and the best family growing up. And so I'm like, I keep telling people, <laughs> everyone involved has made this so easy on me, <laughs> on him, like his family. So that, that just helped. I could tell him everything. And I, so I just told him everything. I told him everything I knew. I told him how my dad died. I, told them how our, you know, biological brother died and but my brother died by suicide. And I wanted to make sure like he has four kids and they don't know. I don't know. I just wanted them to know everything. And my dad died from cancer that started as melanoma. So I'm like, okay, you and your entire family need to go to therapists if you need it. Dermatologists to get them all. <laughs> I bought them all sunscreen the first time I met them. And um, like, take care of yourself. In the moment, I did not react as hard as I should have, because that is a very funny thing. Hey, so your your long-lost aunt is here, and she's slinging SPF 75. So everybody take this serious, because we're going to learn some new things about our whole family history right now. It's an adorable moment. We're going to hear about many more of those when we get back. Beautiful Anonymous is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Thanks again to everybody who sponsors the show. Now let's finish off the phone call. I don't know. I just wanted them to know everything. And my dad died from cancer that started as melanoma. So I'm like, okay, you and your entire family need to go to therapists if you need it, dermatologists to get them all checked. <laughs> I bought them all sunscreen the first time I met them. And um, like, take care of yourself. So I wanted to tell him all that stuff. And I think he was the one who asked, is your mom still alive? Like, she is. And I told him that I hadn't told her anything yet and that I will if it looks like we're going to have a relationship. And I'm like, from this conversation, I would say I'm going to be telling her 
but I'd like to meet you in person first. And I think he had found out he had gotten his birth certificate, which had just been unsealed a couple, like maybe the five years earlier. Um, and there was an address on it, an address I didn't recognize. And he had done some research and it turns out it was my mom went to, you know, the old school. You went, she went and stayed with nuns, you know, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the family thought she was going away to work for the summer or something like that. And, you know, she went and stayed with the nuns who took care of unwed mothers, young women. And, um, and so when he found out that that's what that was, he's like, okay, okay. And then he couldn't find her name because it was her main name. And so he couldn't find anything. And he didn't start looking until both of his parents had passed because he felt that that was disrespectful to them. Oh, wow. Which I understand. I understand, you know. I'm sorry I didn't get to meet them because I would have liked to thank them. And we've met, oh gosh, oh, I'm going to cry. I cry. Okay, so I'm also premenstrual now, so I cry all the time, usually for no reason, but right now I might cry just because I'm so happy. (laughs) 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 To all your young listeners, (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I just leak from the face. Sometimes I'm going to get coffee and I'll be like, I'll touch my face. I'm like, why is my face wet? Okay. Okay, fair. Again. It's okay. Cry as much as if you have to. Let's focus up. Let's focus up. <laughs> um, okay. Bring me in. What's next? Oh, we talked on the phone and he's like, well, when can we meet? And I'm like, when do you want to meet? And he's like, how Saturday? And this was like a Wednesday or Thursday. And so we decided to meet with our spouses, so just the four of us. And we sat in a restaurant for like, it was over six hours. <laughs> oh, wow. That wait staff. That wait staff was furious. Yeah, I know. We felt a little bad. It wasn't super crowded, and we left a, an egregious tip. I mean, okay. it was ginormous. So, That's the way to know. do it. Hey, if you're going to have a family reunion of two siblings separated at birth and take up six hours at the table, at least leave a good tip. This is something everyone knows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, public service message, don't cry when you hit menopause. Leave egregious tips when you meet your long-lost sibling. Mm-hmm. Do you look similar? Do you act similar? Are there any shared mannerisms that people are noticing right away? People say that we, I think he looks just like my mom. Uh, We're both kind of type A and we make lists and we like to be prepared. So yes, his, his family has said like, oh yeah, you're his sister. (laughs) Oh, so we are politically very different. And I actually said the first time we talked, I'm like, you should know I'm extremely liberal and I'm very outspoken, but I can like, we cannot talk politics because I think he's the opposite. So we just don't talk about politics ever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which you know what? I, I'm willing to do that because we can respect each other and we have talks. We've talked about real things, but not about actual politics and politicians because people can't do that. And there's many family. Many families have this issue. Many families have this. Yes. But my only family so far has been like my mom and my chosen family. So I, sure. you know, those are all people who pretty much sure. think the way I do. So you're thrilled to have a conservative brother. You're thrilled to have. You're thrilled to have a brother you can't talk with <laughs> politics joke. about. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas many people, many people have a sibling with different politics, and they've cast each other out in recent years. The past 10 years have been about, I'll never talk mm-hmm. to my family again. You're like, bring on mm-hmm. my conservative brother, anything. Bring it on. So it sounds like this meeting goes swimmingly, six hours. It does. And like maybe four and a half hours in, I think his wife was like, are you okay? And, and I said, I just realized I really have to tell my mom. <laughs> oh, that was the next question I was going to ask. Yeah. How does that go? It's, I went to see her the next day and um, she was shocked and at one point because Chris I'm not gonna lie my mom has told me that she's gonna die young from the time I was like a teenager so healthy healthy thing for a parent to say yeah totally awesome it's a really great thing to hear too um so part of me is like well when she's gone I can do this without worrying about that aspect of it you know she did look at me and punch like why didn't you wait till I was dead I'm like because you keep living <laughs> <laughs> we laughed and because <laughs> every time she told me she was going to die young I'm like you just added two years to your life woman uh, you're going to be around forever so you go to see her in person so, this is not a phone call yeah. this is an in-person visit she must sense right away something's up Yeah, you two are incredibly close she must feel like what's going on right now I can sense it yes 
whenever I show up at her house, it's like, what's wrong? Because that's usually like when I don't want her to hear some things and be alone because she's alone. Um, so I told her I did the thing. I told her I found him. I told her I talked to him. I told him I met him. I told him he's happy. I told her all the good things. And I told her I would understand how that she's feeling, you know, pretty much all of the feelings. Totally normal. I, I, I got her to go to therapy. She has a therapist that she sees when she thinks she needs it, which isn't enough. My mom's the only person I've known who's ever done therapy wrong. Um, (laughs) Okay. Here's another aside. My mom got cancer during COVID and she's fine now. She's totally cancer free, but she had to go through chemo and she was going through a lot. And I had to tell her, cause I'm, as you might imagine from our family, like I'm her person. She never dated after my dad died. She was only in her thirties. So that was, tragic thinking back I wish she had but anyway I'm like I can't do all of this I need you to find a therapist because I can't help with all of this and so she did it mostly for me but still I got her there we ended up doing a joint session and my mom had been talking to this woman for months and she was going through chemo and doing all stuff I had like five minutes with her therapist before she got on the call because she had technical difficulties and I kind of told her these are the things I'm worried about I mentioned something about my dad and my brother the one that I grew up with. And and my therapist, she looked at me, she's like, I didn't know your dad died when he was that young and I never know you had another brother. (laughs) Or a brother, because at that time I hadn't found that one. I'm like, my mom's doing therapy wrong. (laughs) Wow. She's like, well, that wasn't the problem. Wow. Okay. So you find, you're sitting here, she senses something's up. You're, I'm sure, dancing around it, but this moment comes where you go, so I met somebody last night or yeah. whatever. And Yes, I went the next day because couldn't lie to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and how does it come out? <sighs> that I think I blurted it out and just said, so I joined 23 a few months ago and I found out that he is alive and well and living nearby and I met him last night and he's awesome and he's wonderful and are you okay? <laughs> you know? And how does she react? She's like, okay. Kind of got that stress. She gets a little shaky. And, um, and I told her about what I knew about him. I told her what a wonderful life he has, has had and, you know, four lovely children and great parents and, you know, all the good stuff to make her feel good. And I said, he would love to talk to you, meet you whenever you're ready. If you're ready, he understands, but he's grateful and he's just excited. And, you know, I told her, of course, you're nervous. Of course you are. Trust me, once you meet him, you won't be because he's just a lovely person. And as is his life. And okay, okay, well, I need some time. And then she did this thing. Chris, I was so proud of her. None of her friends knew. And she's like, I need to talk to somebody. And I need to talk to, to one of my people. So I'm going to go make a phone call in my bedroom. I'm like, okay, I'm going to stay, okay? And she goes, yep. And she went to her bedroom and called her best friend from high school who wasn't home, who I guess did know that this had happened. And then she goes, well, she's not home. So I'm going to try this other friend of hers who's really more of my age, but they're just, they used to work together. They're like best friends. She called this friend of hers to tell her who had no idea, had no clue. And I was so, I was just really proud of her for, it was such a healthy thing to do. And that's not really her style. So so she called and talked to her friend, which involved not only telling her that I had found my biological brother, but that I had a biological brother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and that calmed her down and then we sat and talked some more and, and then I think it was just a, she needed time. And in the meantime, uh, my brother and his wife invited us over to meet their children who are grown, um, but they all came in from wherever they were living and we got to meet the kids and see their house. And, and then within about a month, I think I had him and his wife over for like brunch or lunch or something at our house with my mom. Um, so just the five of us and it went so great. So your mom came to that lunch at your house. He did. And they got on wine and the two of them were sitting in this, in my living room together, 
like just chatting and me and my husband and my sister-in-law were in the kitchen. We're like, should we go in there? And then we kind of all peeked. It was such a sitcom moment. We all kind of peeked over and they were sitting there with their heads together, looking at pictures. And we're like, no, no, let's leave them alone. Like they were so cute. Oh, that's very nice. We're a family. We're a family. And when they have for Father's Day that year, my brother said, the only thing I want is my whole family together. So he invited us to join them. And my sister-in-law has two sisters and they have families. And so we now get invited to those kids' recitals and stuff. (laughs) So I've sort of gone from zero to whatever, a lot. So you went from being raised uh, largely as an only child Mm -hmm. to now you've got nieces and nephews. You've got this extended family that you're included in. So for you, this is the dream of how this could have gone. Yeah, I'm suddenly on text chains, and I don't really know what that is. So <laughs> I don't have text chains with my friends or anything like that. So I'll get all these tests, and I don't even know what to do with this. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and then I had to assign who these, because I didn't know who all these people were. And <laughs> I'm 51 years old, and I have this whole new family. And I'm so lucky. Oh, I'm going to leak again. Okay. That's, they're happy tears. Happy hormonal tears. Now, some questions that might bring up some sad tears. Of course. When your long-lost brother finds out that he had another brother who passed and a dad who passed, I feel like there's probably a lot of emotion there, especially in terms of finding out there was another sibling that he never got to meet. Yeah. Talk to me about that. Uh, Well, for his part, and I give him so much credit for this, he kind of just took what I could give him which wasn't a lot. And oh yeah, these are sad tears now because, you know, the brother I grew up with, we had a terrible relationship, which looking back, I can, you know, hindsight and being an adult, um, I now know he was really sick in a way that we didn't really pay attention to, but he was abusive and I mean, it was bad. Um, And I actually don't remember most of my high school years. It's it's all sort of a blank. Um, I just remember being scared all the time. And it was scary to tell. So for me, I think he could tell that it was really hard for me to talk about. But I also wanted him to know that stuff because it's kind of important. And he basically, he was so grace. He had so much grace with that. He took what I could give him. and, And I told him as much truth as I could remember. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's a, there's a companion aspect too, which is it must have been, it sounds like it was a very lovely reunion, but for your mom to lose a son to suicide and then have another son reappear many years later, that's, even though it sounds like it went swimmingly well and, and about as well as things could go, there's also got to be so many layers of emotion on that. Yeah. And I don't really know she's been so great about everything. If she's feeling other feelings that she, you know, that would be best not to squirrel away as she does. She's not, she's not letting me know. And usually I can tell when she's doing it. It almost seems like maybe because she's, she's going on 80, you know, um, maybe she's like, okay, I'm just going to take this win. You know, I have this person who wants to be there for me. And, you know, he saw her on mother's day this year. And I think, yeah. I think she's just taking it, and in her mind, she just thinks about my other brother as little as possible, even though I know she does all the time. Of course she does. Um, but maybe she's trying to focus on the good, which I guess I'll take, you know? Mm-hmm. But that was also another layer of, like, all this guilt that she has in her life. Like, I was so scared to take the step. <laughs> so scared. I just don't want to add to this. But it's only been, it's only been a blessing. I did talk to my mom. I said, I'm going to tell him everything and I'm going to tell his kids everything because I think they should know and not be scared to ask for help if they need help or what have you. And was your mom supportive of that? Yes. Like until before she met him, she kept saying, this is your thing. Like, so maybe she didn't embrace it all super quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> she got there though, because she tells everyone, you know, she tells everyone. She told all her friends. And I think it was when she started getting the supportive feedback that she really embraced it. But yeah, she's happy. And she told him before she met him, I will answer anything you want to know as honestly as I possibly can. Wow. 
And she still says that if they had stayed together at that time, she doesn't think that her and my father would have would have lasted. I don't. She didn't think they were ready. They weren't kids. They were in their early twenties. I mean, they were kids, but you know, not high school. Sure, sure. I don't know, a really scary thing that turned out really awesome. Sounds like it. After many many years of nerves and doubt, it sounds like it went about as well as it could have gone. It did. Yeah. I, I mean. I would never, ever have thought that I could have had all this at this point. And it's just, I, and I feel like little things, like if we have a group of people over and I always walk my mom out to her car and in the first time it, now it happens all the time if he's there. But I, I remember the first time after I met him and I'm walking out and he's behind me, I'm like, oh yeah, I have like some backup. And I mean, I'm, but he wants to be backup and it's, yeah. it's nice. And how often do you two see each other now? Um, as often as we can, usually at least a couple times a month, sometimes sooner. Like I saw his daughter went to see my mom over the weekend, which was really sweet. And they spent time together looking through crafting books. And, and then the two of them and me and my husband met for lunch. And then I saw his wife just. A couple of days ago, went to a movie with his wife and I'll see him in a couple of weeks. So yeah, we try to see each other at least a couple of times a month. How cool. And I don't even know if you've mentioned it. Do you and your husband have kids? We do not. No. You do not. So all of a sudden your mom has grandkids. I know. So I'm like, he's the favorite. And they have what? Well, they have one daughter and three sons and the daughter, of course, because we're just this year, but she gave my mom a present that was, she does engraving and she does all sorts of arts and crafts. She's an engraver, but she engraved um, a wine glass for my mom that said grandma and then my mom's name. So my mom actually has a grandma gift. Oh, that's a dream. And you mentioned that those kids are all grown. Do any of them have kids yet? Not yet. None of them are married either. So they, okay. uh, like the oldest I think is 29 and the youngest is maybe 19. So no, no kids yet. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to the weddings and the babies, but I'm not going to be that. I have that pressure. So I'm trying to be cool. And your mom is embracing the grandma thing. She's into being a grandma. Totally. I mean, you know, they're not little, but still having these. Yeah. I don't think that she has a lot of contact with that. I mean, neither do I really. Occasionally I'll reach out and say hi, but, but the niece is, she's the most settled because she's has her career path and also lives locally and is just a sweetheart. So she'll reach out and she arranged this outing with my mom, which I just thought was so sweet. Some people do 23andMe and they find out they're related to like a serial killer. Some people find that out. <laughs> That's how it could have gone. I wasn't thinking about that. <laughs> right. When all these people, when there's all these articles, because I think it was the Golden State Killer they eventually caught through like a, I don't think it was 23andMe, but it was through a similar. Oh, Sight. When you read that, and you must sit there and just go, "Oh no!" Like, is this a good idea? Yeah. So, well, I also was like, I don't really want to give my DNA to some randos, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimately, it ended up being the easiest possible way for me to figure this out. So I took the easier route, <laughs> 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 like the easiest, cheapest. I'm like, all right, if it's going to happen, I know me. I'm not going to do. The safer, more expensive way is just do the easy thing, see what happens. <laughs> I also like thinking about the usual type of stuff that people get so impressed by with 23andMe and how it just didn't have any effect on you. Like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm se I'm 7% Dutch, huh? And that's like, they got their money's worth. I can worth. honestly tell you, I have absolutely no idea what my makeup is. I don't even think I look. <laughs> I don't think I look. <laughs> So yeah, he was raised Irish and Italian and our biological dad, my dad, his biological dad was born in Germany and mostly German and Polish. So for him, he's like, oh, I guess I'm not Irish or Italian. I'm like, no. So he's out here. He's a New Jersey. He's like a New Jersey mutt. Irish and Italian all mixed up. That's the New Jersey mutt right there. Is it? Oh, my best friend's moving to Jersey. Oh, whereabouts? Uh, she's got a job at Rutgers. Rutgers, New Brunswick. That's where I went. Yeah, I know. I'm very excited. I told her that. I'm like, you know, that's where Chris gets him. <laughs> but she goes, she was like, oh, I didn't know. And I only know who you are because her husband had us watch the show. When they showed us the dumpster episode and then my husband and I were hooked. Good. That old dumpster episode. We got there. 
It all dumped strap episodes are a really reliable thing. Um, well, your uh, your friend will have fun, and there's many great are- many great areas down near New Brunswick to live and enjoy life. And I've got recommendations. Right. It's an underrated place. Now, I want to ask too. Like my brother and I, we grew up. We were two and a half years apart, and I would say my brother and I might both agree that I'm. There's probably no one on earth I'm closer to in so many ways, and. You know, up until I got married and up until I had my son, I think that was undoubtedly true. And now it's sort of, you know, a shared thing. But I could say for most of my life, it was me and my brother and then everybody else. But we also, uh, you know, punched each other in the face. He has knocked me unconscious. Mm -hmm. We've said Mm -hmm. horrible things to each other along the way. Uh, And we're still obviously very close. But point being, when you're young and you grow up with a sibling, there's all these things. Do you, have you had your first fight with your sibling now that you rediscovered each other? Have you had, have you had any of those moments or do you think you get to bypass that and just pick up now that you're both older and wiser without having those moments? We have mostly bypassed that, but we will needle each other a little bit, like, um, especially about politics. We'll occasionally, we'll joke after maybe a couple of beers, like someone will make a joke about Oh, so are you ready to talk about switching sides? And, you know, we'll do that. But as far as arguments go, no, and it's really hard to see. Because, I mean, do you fight with your friends? I mean, I don't fight with my friends. If I did, they probably wouldn't be my friends, right? Yeah, true. I feel like at this point in my life, like, he's meaningful enough that if we had disagreements, I don't think we would fight. I can't imagine it. So we've bypassed. We've bypassed. So, yeah, the sibling rivalry. Good. Well, good. at this point, let's just have all the good stuff, right? Like I met him. He's not a jerk. He's all good things. He's generous and kind and funny and smart and all the good things. Oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. Okay, sorry. Well, what a cool story. My life tickles me right now, which I have yeah. never been able to say in my whole life. Like I've had a perfectly fine life. It's been great, but I am tickled by my own life. Yeah. It makes me giddy. Well, it's a hell of a story, and I can't believe it worked out. And I want to, like, just knowing that this community, if I had gone on this, because I used to be on Facebook and I know I could get back in and get on the page, they would totally have had my back. No, they would have. Oh, 100%. And in a weird way, that also just helped me. Because I, yeah. For anybody wondering, you're talking about, there's a a beautiful anonymous, the community on Facebook. It's got Mm 30,000 plus people in it. And it's a very chill, people just barely, they talk about the episodes some get a handful of comments, some get a whole bunch, but in general, just a bunch of nice people hanging out on the internet, which is not really a thing anymore. I know, it's very nice. And that's, well, the reason why there's not that much of it is why I don't do much of it anymore. Cause yeah, I'm like, I'm Whoa, I can't same, that. same. But I, I, I like hearing you say you feel like that community would have helped you. And that was something you wanted to get on the show to talk about, to get the courage up. But just the existence of it, you knew how they would have reacted and it gave you what you yeah. needed. I think that that's great. Yeah. It's like when you tell a friend, you can call me anytime, day or night, and I will be there for you. And you know that chances are they're not going to do it. But yeah. like when they tell me that, I'm not going to do it. And I'm like, but just knowing, oh yeah, I have like three friends I could call at 4am and they would pick up. Like just knowing that go. is enough. So yeah, the beautiful anonymous community, knowing they're out there being their wonderful selves. Look at that. This giant community of people who all just are sort of largely silent, but know that they all they know that they all theoretically exist for one another, and that goes a long way. I love hearing that. Thank you for that, Chris. Thanks for bringing that together. You made it. Lucky to do it. You instigated it. Lucky to do it. Lucky to be a part of it. People don't. I feel like people don't always understand. I feel extremely lucky just to be a part of it, let alone the instigator of it. So. Well, we've got three minutes left. Okay. This epic tale. Are you going to go on vacation with your new family? Well, my husband's from Canada. So at some point, we're going to take him up to Canada to meet my in-laws. Um, and then we're no vacation yet. We do have a weekend in, I'm in the Chicago land area. Um, we're taking a weekend in Michigan later this year to go see Beck with some of my friends that I wanted to meet. So we're going to spend a weekend there. Like, he's got to meet my family, and my family is, you know, friends. Um, so he's met most all the local people, but we're going to have to get him to meet the people far away. But otherwise, no, we haven't planned a real vacation yet, but I think it would be fun. They're a good time, and we're all pretty chill. So 
That's pretty amazing. It worked out and it really feels, yeah. it really does sound, everything you're describing, there's even been times where, you know, I asked, do you ever fight? You said, well, no, you don't fight with your friends. And it sounds like you almost instantly managed to land at this healthy place with this person of, we're connecting very, very hard on a friendship level and we're bonded by the fact that we share blood and we're aware of it and we're both thrilled about it. And it sounds like it kind of just landed at the end stage of an adult sibling relationship yeah. without, without having been around each other for all the formative parts that you would think you would need to get to something that sounds this healthy and positive. Yeah, you're right. And I feel very fortunate. He's such a good person. Oh, good. The first time we went over to the house really quick, this is who my brother is. He has a wall that he can put like 20 album covers on, 20, 30 album covers. And he like does themes and stuff like that. The first time we went to his house, I was looking at them like, I don't recognize half these bands. And then my husband came over, took a look and was like, oh, these are all Canadian bands. Like he changed his 30 albums to Canada bands for my husband. Oh, wow. It was just, just such a cool, sweet thing to do. That's real nerdy and real thoughtful. <laughs> right. That's yeah. my brother. Look at that. Now, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who hear this who go, I've been nervous to do the 23andMe, but you know what? I'm going to do it because it always ends well. And then they're going to find out that <gasps> they're related to somebody who killed, you know, 78 people. What are you trying to get me to say? <laughs> no, or maybe there are more happy stories out there and more positive reunions and I shouldn't be so damn cynical. Maybe that's what's going on. There are more wonderful people than serial killers in the world, right? So odds are. That is a beautifully factual way to end this conversation. Our time is up. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm so happy that that Thank you. worked out the way it did. What a beautiful story. Caller, thank you so much. Thanks for trusting me with the story. And it really does warm my heart to know that just the theoretical idea that the beautiful anonymous community would support you helped, helped give you a little bravery along the way. That's such a cool thing to hear. Thanks for sharing that with me. Thanks for sharing your whole story. Thanks to Anita Flores for producing the show. Thanks to Jared O'Connell for engineering. Our theme song is by Shell Shack. You can go to chrisgeth.com if you want to know more about me, including any tour dates that I've got coming up. And wherever you're listening, there's a button that says subscribe, favorite, follow. It helps us so much when you hit that button, so think about doing so. You'll find our latest merch at podswag.com. And if you like the podcast, the absolute best thing you can do, tell your friends about it. Let, let the world know that we're out here. Thanks so much. <laughs>